previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Our student adventurers tried tracking Winona, and they lost her, and are currently standing on the staircase leading down the Arkshine Tower. You can hear voices on the next landing down the stairs. You recognize the voices of Dean Livia and Professor Fackham King. Well, Fackham, perhaps you're too secretive with your new projects. Why is it that only you and Dean Doval are privy to the details of your new contraption, hmm? What I'm insinuating is that you may have something to do with this illness. We brought you on after the unfortunate events of last year's final. You're supposed to be the prodigy healer. You figure it out. You just see my already small body shrink even smaller into a mouse. And I'm going to start hopping down the stairs. Since when could you turn into a mouse? I don't know. (laughs) And you, Milo, can actually see Dean Livia starts marching down the hallway and... Backham Kane chases after her. One of the far doors opens. You see Professor Kane bolt down the hallway. Like, can I mouse over and, like, see under it or anything to see, like, what's in that room? You can see talons that are as large as you are. I'm sprinting back. And then the door bursts open behind you as two hellhounds come tearing out of the room. And I'm going to use the spell Enlarge. Could I also take out my uh, ever-smoking bottle and open it up so it fills this hall with smoke? You all are effectively blinded in this area, but you do hear a very loud buzzing. Well, I will sprint directly into the smoke and take two healthy cuts. I would also like to find the nearest, easiest hellhound and give him a bonk. That is going to result in a wet dog breath of fire scoop and body slam it and then also pin it. I am just going to try to stop this very prince-like bottle. (laughs) So I'm scurrying around like Velma looking for her glasses. Find the cork. I'm going to slap it in there. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Brad Richards. Oh, you fucked me up with that one. Um, um, fuck. Ah, you fucked me up, Paul. Ben Renfro. Hey guys, my uh, pocket rocket is ready for takeoff. Because I'm that excited to be here with you guys. What is playing this right now? You and erections every <laughs> fucking week. I mean, don't get me wrong. I respect it, but fuck. What is it? With, what do you mean? What is it with me and erections? I'm just <laughs> letting you guys know I'm erect in different ways so that it doesn't get boring. You know, gotta keep it keep it fun. I mean, we have been together for quite some time, so you I do know. have to spice things up. I mean, if every time I just came and said, "Yeah, I'm fucking hard right now," eventually it, it loses its flavor. Luster. Luster. <laughs> That's a better way of saying it. Rid- rigidness. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. Actually, I think I've already used rigid rigid before. Rigid. You got a list? Oh, yeah. Write that down. Write that down. Well, the next person on the list of hosts is Matt Smith. Which of King Arthur's knights designed the round table? I know this one. Sir, conference. 
right, Brad Renfro. What's the difference between Jesus and a picture of Jesus? It only takes one nail to hang a picture. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> My goodness. He said he was yeah. going dark. I didn't think but he was yep, going... we're cutting that. <laughs> well, no, I'm going... actually going to leave that. All of us on this podcast uh, <laughs> ascribe, well, I think we all ascribe to that religion. and uh, We can make fun of ourselves. Get over <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. We love making fun of ourselves, and that is why we are leading a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We are on episode 18 of season 2, the Arkshine campaign. And where we left off is our adventurers, who are students at the Arkshine, were coming down the stairs after trying to figure out what happened to one of their classmates, Winona, and they overheard an argument between two of the professors. When they went to go investigate, they saw them disappear into a room, and Professor Kane, who has been kind of their mentor, ran away from that room. Well, once Milo got close to the room, two hellhounds burst out of the room, and uh, a fight ensued. It turned into a Prince concert when Manny, played by Ben Renfro, opened up an ever-smoking bottle, and it's been <laughs> very difficult to finish the fight because nobody can see what the hell is going on. But we left off in the middle of that fight, so that's where we're going to start today. I will reset the scene for you all so you know where we left off. Uh, Manny was standing at the back of the hallway. And in this case, the back of the hallway is closest to the staircase where you guys first entered the room. A little bit farther and to the left were Milo, who started off this entire encounter by having his leg chewed on <laughs> by one of the hellhounds. Uh, Thad and Dixon were both over there helping to deal with the hellhounds. And there may be at least two hellhounds. They're not quite sure. One may or may not be down. And then there is something that is flying around in the smoke, buzzing and making shwing sounds. Wait, it can fly? You never said that. There is, well, flying around, moving around. It's figure of speech. Mm-hmm. Guys, guys, I swear it's a figure of speech. Don't look too much into it. <laughs> exactly. But uh, we left the fight at the end of initiative order. We're going to start at the top of the round with one of the hellhounds. Because, of course, right? The bad guys get to go first. They need it. But just so you guys know, uh, the order will be Manny and then Dixon, Thad, Milo's at the bottom of the round. Oh, Christ, I have a plan to make this so much easier for everyone. <laughs> well, you're last, so that's fine. Just protect me and give me your surges. Um, the Hellhound is going to be whimpering and is not going to be able to connect with anything. You're just going to hear... <laughs> and then it is Manny's turn. Sweet. Okay, I guess... Keeping it fairly basic and easy here, is there one of these hellhounds within proximity of me or a direction that I would know to go where I could run over and just whack them? Give them the old howdy-do. So to reiterate from last time, because of the ever-smoking bottle, everybody is essentially blinded. When you are trying to attack something with the condition of being blinded, you are rolling at disadvantage. So you can hear generally what direction the fighting is taking place, and you could run that direction. 
but you would then have a disadvantage swing to try and hit one of the hellhounds. Gotcha. If that answers your question. Oh, it does. Was that what we were doing all last episode? Was there, like, disadvantage swings going on? Yep. Yes, sir. Wow, that's kind of ass. You can thank the person that opened the ever-smoking bottle. Yeah, what a douche. Big eye (laughs) stare across the internet. What a douche. Who would do that? Someone with a peanut-sized brain. You're not wrong. (laughs) Definitely's got a small dick. Would a jar of mayonnaise help us here to lure the hellhounds away from us and distract them? I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'm still going to run in uh, the direction of a bad guy and try to hit him. All right. So you start running towards the sounds of these whimpers and uh, the snarls coming from the hellhounds over there, as well as the calls of your friends. Go ahead and give me a disadvantaged attack roll. And will you be swinging at the whimpers or at the snarls? Um, definitely the, uh, the, the whimpers. I gotta, if it's already injured, try to, you know, put it out of its misery even further. All right, hold on. That's going to be 15? Question mark? Yeah. I haven't made a regular attack in so long, but I believe if I'm using a spear, I can do it as a strength to, to hit, right? As a strength modifier or... Does it have to be dexterity? It would be strength. Dexterity is only on... Um, finesse. You can use it on finesse, or you can do it with ranged attacks. Whoever said that? Good job. Hey. <laughs> Way to go, B-Rich. Then it's a 15. Yeah. Dad's proud of me. <laughs> 15 will hit. Sweet. And it is just a one-handed attack. That's going to be five damage. All right, so you run forward... You lunge into the smoke with your spear, hoping that you are going to hit this thing that is whimpering, and you hear a squelching sound, and you feel your spear connect, and you hear the whimpers go from to... That sounds dead, right? Sounds pretty dead. (laughs) Sounds like a good Friday night to me. Now let me ask you this: Is there any benefit? Is there any benefit or way of being double blinded? Like, is it actually everybody has the blind status effect to them? Because part of my uh, (laughs) enchantments is I can use the spear to further blind (laughs) a creature with a bright light. So can I? Can it also be like getting hit with a flashbang where they can't see? In addition to the smoke, where they can't see? Do you get double disadvantage, Paul? (laughs) <laughs> you cannot get double disadvantage. You cannot get double... Uh, d- you were blind. <laughs> double but blind. Wow, you're blind as <laughs> fuck. All right, all right. No, I, that, I didn't think it was a <laughs> totally bad question to ask. Because <laughs> here's the way I look at it. I realize you cannot see, but can I also put sunglasses on you to make it harder? <laughs> that, that's kind of... <laughs> like if I'm walking... the blind man. <laughs> exactly. Like I understand that you cannot see, but wait, did you see that flashbang over there? Yeah, right. Well, but here's the thing. If I'm walking in a very thick fog, is it that thick that, like, if you were to even hold your hand out in front of you, you can't see your hand? Because I, I imagine this whole time, like, things that are right in your face, you'd be able to at least see. And I didn't know if being blinded by a light on top of that would take that away as well. That's all. Yeah, I mean, we're just giving you shit. But, this is blindception? Um, 
the smoke <laughs> is very, very dense, and it is essentially like being blinded. So yeah, okay. unless uh, if you if your hand is directly in front of your face, you can see it. If you hold it out in front of you, you can't. Gotcha. So if I use an effect to make somebody <laughs> blind, then would they not be able to see then the directly in front of their face <laughs> to our advantage? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all but no that's fine I'm not gonna waste you know what you're correct if this were an effect that lasted longer than the smoke did that creature would still be blinded okay hold on and the effect uh, until the end of their next turn they would be blind so I think it makes sense to do it because Brad well didn't you say it died actually <laughs> I made sounds that made it sound like it had died. I know you're blind. And I know you're dead. But dead. But you're also super <laughs> blind and dead. You're not just blind and dead now, but you're also blind. You're also really fucking blind. Even though your heart ain't beating, I gotta make sure your eyes ain't working. Just never mind, okay? I'm not gonna make him more blind. Never blind? <laughs> never, yeah. Never blind. <laughs> I think that's going to be the title of this episode, Never Blind. My favorite film, The Blind Side. <laughs> the Blind Side. <laughs> we, we watch it before every Py Pyrex match. <laughs> All right, I am my turn. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> actually, I don't have my turn. <laughs> um, actually, I do have my turn, because that other thing I was going to do, I have to see the space, and I can't see shit. Because you're blind. Because <laughs> I'm blind, just like everybody else. You can see this space like an inch away from your face, though. Does that that is true. I, 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 I mean... <laughs> Unless, yeah, you know, of course you were extra blind, which you aren't. But I could have been. <laughs> but you can't. And I'm not. What? Blind? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Manny... <laughs> Yeah. You suddenly hear that buzzing that has been inside the smoke come rushing towards you. And does a 15 hit your armor class? Ooh, it does not. Well, that's good. Who fuck's your armor class? Um, 15. But I have my shield out, so let's ask for them. However, what I can do... Sorry, was it attacking me by a melee attack? It is. Ha ha ha. Wait. Do you have to see it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happens if you're blind? <laughs> this, this does not say anything about seeing. Um, <laughs> Good, hold on, hold on, hold on. Would it have been uh, when you take acid? Oh, okay. Sorry, I have uh, one spell that allows me to absorb elements, so it's a reaction when I take acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage. So I can't use that, but I can use my repulsion. Repulsion? That's a hard word. Repulsion shield. Um, after being hit by a melee attack, expend you one charge to push attacker up to 15 feet away. Which you weren't. I guess it didn't hit me, but I feel like if I have a shield out <laughs> and it doesn't hit me, I should be able to use that. The hell, Ben. God damn it. So both these effects are only if I take damage? Ugh, fine. <laughs> I don't do shit again, I guess. Huh. So what you are trying to do... What happens is you hear this buzzing come zooming towards you and you go to push the creature away from you and you mistime it because you can't see what's happening. And instead of taking a small pierce to your shoulder or whatever and then punching the thing with your shield, you actually wind up deflecting the attack as it's coming at you. And you hear that shwing as what feels like a punch to your shield goes glancing off 
Nice. Hell yeah. All this blind talks really get me. No, not gonna I, lie I, to I'm, you. I'm trying over here to be like, you know what? I'm going to use abilities. I'm going to actually like do shit that my character can do. <laughs> like open a smoke bottle? Yeah, that's... I have so many cool feats and abilities and smell spells, and I haven't been able to do shit because I opened this damn smoke bottle. So, and then I'm misreading everything how, else. In my, how long does smoke last? As long as the bottle's open? Yes, but the bottle has been closed. But it takes ten minutes to. Oh, you did dissipate. close the bottle. Milo closed the uh, bottle. I thought it was just like on the floor, and we we're gonna have. That's a how it was. That's how it was all last episode. Yes, <laughs> I crawled around. I know that. I crawled around until I found it because I knew it was a problem. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. I might have been blind, so I couldn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to hear each other when we're blind. I see your point. <laughs> Guys, we are... we are. You would think because the room has so much smoke, we'd be communicating with each other, you know? With smoke signals? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, call out something, but we're not doing shit to communicate with each other. Just we're just over in the corner waving the carpet. <laughs> what do you mean? I've got my directing flags. You can't yeah. see them, though. <laughs> we're just, we're only using sign language to communicate. <laughs> well, because we're blind, you have to sign what you're saying. Ah, oh, that makes so Dumb much ass. sense. Uh, speaking of communication, it's my job to communicate that it is Dixon's turn next. Yeah, what are you going to do now? <laughs> Slit my wrists after that one. I believe you do That's have your light. I do do that. I think you do have your lightning imbued axes. I do bro. have. I remember that now. Thank you. How'd you see that? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> oh, wait. Do my hand axes glow? Doesn't matter. We can't see shit. If they're lightning. I mean, it's not dark. We're not it's seeing fireballs smoke. and shit throughout yeah, here. Yeah, you can't see lightning through smoke? Yeah, what I've been saying is, like, the elemental things, like when lightning hits or when the fire, when the fire erupted... You guys are just seeing the faintest... Like, those people that are right there are seeing a very faint glow, and I'm using it as more of a... What's the word that I say? Ambiance? That's not it. But I'm using it to tell the story, not so much from a mechanical standpoint. Well, what's that word that Paul says? What is that Flavor again? text. There we go. Flavor text. Moist? Is that what Moist. he uses a lot? <laughs> Harder? I hear him say that a lot. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> There's a lot of words you say, Paul. None of them you actually say, but we're pretty creative. Paul has a gross vocabulary. Alright. So I hit something last time. Is that the one that's dead? I don't recall which one you hit, but you did hit something. <laughs> the whole battle, the smoke goes away, and you've just been wailing on a dead body for the past five rounds. <laughs> just you keep stabbing it. I did hit it. I think I hit it at least three times. I'm pretty sure that you were attacking the same thing that Manny just attacked. So you can feel a presence right next to you. A giant, giant presence. Do I know it's Manny? <laughs> or are we about to get busy? <laughs> Depends how blind you are. <laughs> Maybe you should communicate. You know it's larger than a dog. <laughs> yeah. Is it too late for me to use a bonus action? Hey, guys, I think I got one. <laughs> <laughs> so can I cast a uh, cone of my breath just into the fog? See what it hits. Sure, in the direction of where the other, where the hounds were both coming from? Yes. That sounds good to me. 
And what is your saving throw? So the DC to beat is 15. Thank you. The only reason I know this is because I have it written down. Nice. And how many of us have to make that saving throw? (laughs) (laughs) It will only be the hound. You guys are all grouped together, and Dixon is aiming away from you all. Are we grouped together? Yeah, I thought I was next to Dixon. (laughs) I thought I had, like, grappled one of them. Well. Yeah, I thought he turtle slammed one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I I think the one that's about to eat... (laughs) Lightning That's or whatever. Right. <laughs> topaz. So Topaz Dragon is necrotic, isn't it? Oh. Yes. Um, so the Topaz Dragonborn does do necrotic damage. And you are correct, Matt, that you did grapple the other hound. So you are the only one that is going to need to make a saving throw in addition to this hound. <laughs> what is it? A 15. But like what kind of... Oh. Dexterity or... Well, I rolled a nat 20. Fucking great. So, if I feel some spicy hot breath coming up behind me, can I, like, hold the dog in front of me? (laughs) Make sure the dog fails (laughs) because I succeeded. Because I just rolled so, so good. You understand you're a turtle, right? (laughs) Slightly bigger than said dog. (laughs) Well, see, that's why I hold it up and I go, shrink, 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 (laughs) shrink. Really fast. Okay, so mechanically, no, but because the <laughs> hound did fail its, save, its dexterity saving throw and you succeeded, you may describe how the hound winds up taking the damage. I would like to pick it up and go swing, 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 and block all of the breath with it. All that spicy breath. With its houndy body. <laughs> okay. Sometimes adjectives aren't needed. Houndy. <laughs> So how much damage is this hound going to take? So it's 2d6, and I rolled a 5 and a 6, so 11. 11 damage. Oh, and also, sorry, Thad, you do take half damage. Damn it! <laughs> Even after I block all of the damage with Sid. Even though Sid he rolled hound. a nat 20? Nat 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nat 20s aren't good enough. You need to roll nat 100s with the big-ass spear over here. <laughs> I guess. Do it. Okay. Uh, Thad, you are next. So you did just block most of the spicy breath with this houndy body, but uh, you did take some damage and you are still grappling this hound. All right. Since I am grappling it, even though I am at least partially blind, if I were to shoot it, since like I'm holding it in my hand and I can just kind of, you know, feel where my hand is, Am I still going to take disadvantage? Okay, so in this case, I would overrule rules as written, and I would say that you can just roll it normally. However, I need to know if you have a feat that allows you to shoot within five feet. Um, (laughs) Any ranged attacks made within five feet are at disadvantage, unless you have the gunner feat. Oh, we definitely have been doing that. Because I've just been running straight up to everything and, like, point-blanking them in the face. Isn't he also, like, you are a gunslinger, so it make it, it sounds right. I mean, I don't, I don't think I have that feat exactly. So could I continue to beat it with my stick and not have disadvantage? Yep, I, I allow it. All right, so. Now what if the enemy was blind? 
Since they're blind, do I get advantage? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm also going to use a second wind to regain some HPs. Woo, woo, woo. So it's going to be 1d10 plus my level. So that's going to be 14. Wow. Well done. Yay. What, how low were you? Uh, well, I was at 24. Now I'm at 38. You need health. You got to let your uh, <laughs> local healer know. And then we'd have I'm, to communicate for yeah. that to happen. I could just poop out good berries at any point I need to. You poop berries that heal us. <laughs> that is the key of everything for this study group. You guys don't communicate about anything. You don't talk about what Dixon found in the bed. You don't talk about what you know about griffins. <laughs> you don't talk about where you're at in the smoke. Of course not. And apparently if we men. eat Milo's <laughs> shit, we get healthier. <laughs> We're men. We just hold everything inside. Naturally. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take my first swing. It's going to be a 21. Yet. My second swing is going to be a 19. Yet. And 18 total damage. Hot damn. All right. So you load up your beaten stick and you pop this hound once where you think its head is and you hear and you bop it again and it snarls this time can we just at the end of like this episode or from the past two episodes get an audio clip of just all of the different (laughs) mutt noises that Paul has had to make so we just have an audio clip of him making dog sounds I would love that that's something that you get at night (laughs) he said that so softly (laughs) all right so, Thad, if you are done with your turn, we are going to move on to the hound, which is in your hand, and it's going to try and bite you. And so I'm going to deal, I'm going to handle its rolls the same way that we handle your rolls, since you are literally touching each other. There is no disadvantage. It is wriggling in your grasp and, like, reaching over its shoulder trying to bite you. Well, but it, it's blind. Is he grappled, though? Does he have to, like, break free of the grapple? It can choose to break free of the grapple in order to move, or when you're grappled, there's no restriction on attacking. Ah. You just can't move around then. But it can't manage to wriggle enough. It only rolled a 13 to hit, which I'm assuming is not going to be enough. 13 eight shit. All right. So then that brings us to bottom of the order with Milo. I don't understand how it's the bottom of the order when I was the first one to run into these hellhounds. You rolled <laughs> shit initiative. <laughs> All right, so I get a movement, an action, and a bonus action. So and a free action. What I want to do <laughs> is I would like to cast fairy fire in our vicinity. Okay. Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. My choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. For the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against an affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it, and the affected creature or object cannot benefit from being invisible. That would have been great at, like, the beginning of this encounter. <laughs> yeah, you get either round, which I was trying to do. But, I was you know. even saying, like, the very beginning of the encounter altogether, your first move should have been I had been an that. entire week to think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
The first thing I was trying to do was plug your damn bottle, because that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, but... <laughs> okay. Happy you decided to do this now. What color are you highlighting, people? Green. Very good. Green like a turtle. <laughs> so now if they were double-blinded, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm doing on my next turn. Don't worry, guys. Now, that is a concentration spell, so I'm going to be just, like, chilling in the back now and hoping these fools will protect me. How do you know but where the back is? Do I have... It is a first-level spell, and I can't remember. I'd like to say I have a surge for a first-level. <laughs> uh, no. Because you would have used up all your surges in the bar when you were attacked. And then you went to go find Manny, and then you immediately went looking for Winona after which you immediately ran into this fight, so you're out of surges. Okay, so we're doing a roll for it. You're not gonna actually roll the D100 that you got? I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of numbers this can go wrong with here. 18. Not bad. An 18? Yeah, that's underneath your DC for your magical focus. I know that your DC is always gonna be somewhere in the mid to high 20s, so your fairy fire activates, and I am going to rule that in this case, it works. God, I would hope so, because I just <laughs> rolled for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the effect. I was trying to figure out whether or not fairy fire would work in fog, and it's kind of up in the air. I mean... Oh, I see. Because it's like, uh... I see. Yeah, because it is... It is there's something in front of you, and it's supposed to be like particles or whatever, so it's effectively blocking what you can see. But there's also some thought out there that it's up to the DM. And in this case, I'm going to give it to you. Excellent. I would like to pay special attention to whatever is highlighted that is flying around. Kind of what that would look like. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, you not only successfully access the weave and cast Fairy Fire as a first level spell, but it also does actually light things up within this smoke. You can't see exactly what these things are, but everything is now outlined in what color smoke or what color light? Green. Green. Okay, so there are these green floating objects in this smoke, and we're doing a 20-foot cube. That's right. Okay. That's all ass. <laughs> okay, since everybody has kind of condensed and even this flying buzzing thing, or, well, I'm going to tell you it's flying now. Uh, <laughs> has come in. I'm going to say everybody's lit up. Manny, Thad, Milo, Dixon, you're all lit up. And then you can see that there is Oops. a glowing green, hulking, like pit bull shaped animal, but like five times the size of a pit bull in Thad's hands that's wriggling around. And then right in front of. You say five times the size of a pit bull? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm just holding this out at arm's length. <laughs> It's huge. Uh, and then you can see that the thing that is glancing off of Manny's shield is a giant wasp. Essentially, it looks like the Pokemon. Beedrill? Yeah, it looks like a Beedrill. That's pretty dope. Can I catch him and tame him to fight for us? That'd be dope. So, Milo, now that you've successfully cast Fairy Fire, is there anything else that you want to do before we move to the next person in the round? Well, if Toby's not here, he gon' be. Okay, and that is going to be your last 
Oh, actually, no, hold on. Because you also wild-shaped into a mouse. So you can't summon Toby. I have a limit on Toby summons? Yeah, you can only summon Toby the mechanically the number of times that you can wild shape. And how many times can one wild shape, Paul? Twice. Good, great, wonderful, fantastic. So that's the end of your turn? Yeah, I'm going to start getting stuff ready for my next turn, pretty much. All righty. That brings us to the top. And I will say that that whimpering has stopped. So we're going to go straight to Manny. Fantastic. Let me ask you this. I have a feat that says, when casting spells with alchemist supplies, I get to add my intelligent modifier to either restore hit points or deal certain elemental damage. I feel like alchemist supplies are like, you know, your beakers and whatever else. Like, I just can't think of a way to like describe how I would, how I would use alchemist supplies to cast a spell. And this is alchemical savant? I think like, so I think like the artificer, their spells are very like flavor kind of focused. Like they use like the same descriptors as like, just like a wizard or something. But instead of like, like if a wizard would cast like a large person on someone, they would just cast the spell and they would like Whereas like me, I would drink something You would drink a potion or you would like throw like liquid on someone. Well, and that's where then I wouldn't know if like, there's a if if I can only do it if I could find a way because like take something like shocking grasp right where you grab somebody and you shock them like would I have to drink something or pour something on my hands before doing it but then I feel like that could like limit it if like in later <laughs> times I wouldn't use it but I can't because I mean of, yeah it's always kind of up to you like hey I just go into my pocket I take out this like lotiony stuff I rub it on my hands and then when I pick them up and I shake them a little it starts to <laughs> okay get zapped. Pick me up with his mind powers. Shook me like a dog. Okay, so Matt is correct that it is a lot of flavor text and like, you know, you're mixing something up and you can give somebody a potion and that can be how you describe casting the spell. But mechanically, your your alchemical supplies act as a spell casting focus and a spell casting focus can replace material components in a spell. So any spells that you wind up casting that have a material component... When you cast that spell, you can also say, oh, I'm going to use my alchemical supplies as my material components and then choose to use the alchemical savant feature. Does that make sense? That that does make sense. But are we also agreeing then, like, if I wanted to use a shocking grasp, which I was going to do this turn, can I just, like, for flavor, be able to use the alchemist savant? Because I guess the way I see it, too, is... Again, moving forward, I don't want to be like, hey, I have to like take out a beaker and do something um, in order to cast spells because I could, I guess, see situations where I can't really do that. But I guess like if I want to get a bonus, maybe I'd have to be able to to do that. I don't know. Just. Uh, we've been dealing with a lot of mechanics today, um, but I think that. Like Matt said, you're an alchemist. Those are the supplies that you are going to be using whenever you go to cast a spell. And theoretically. And we really haven't been stingy about saying, oh, you need to have this material. Oh, you need to say verbal or somatic stuff. So I'm just going to say that, yes, as long as you say that, hey, I'm going to use my alchemical supplies in order to cast this spell, and I'm going to use alchemical savant, I'm going to let that go. 
Sweet. That's what I'm doing then this turn. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to look at the bee drill standing next to me. I'd like to use my alchemist supplies to cast shocking grasp. And I would just like to grab the bee drill and his outline figure and shock him. Give him the shocker. You're going to hear me yelling and say, have you ever tried to grab a bee before? <clears throat> that is not a good idea. Yeah, but it's a bee drill. You can, you, it's, it's big enough. What is a bee drill? Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a Pokedex. What? And uh, because Shocking Grasp is a cantrip, that spell goes through. You're going to need to roll to actually hit this thing. Because it is outlined, you're going to have advantage. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to ignore. I'm basically going to ignore the fact that the smoke is there. Uh, 22. That will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Hell yeah, dude. Where is my D8? There it is. In your ass. Oh, team. Yeah, so roll my D8 for the base damage. That's four, but they're the alchemist, savant, savant, however you say and pronounce that word. You had it right the first time. Savant. That's a fun word. I'm going to go ahead and deal additional damage equal to my intelligent modifier, so an extra four damage, so eight total damage. Wonderful. Well, congratulations. This buzzing bee drill suddenly goes... As it realizes that it has taken damage for the first time this fight. Congratulations. Well, it's the first time we were able to see it, this fight. (laughs) So I was useful. It's also funny, too, because it's just been, like, slashing at us. We've been hearing it. We're like, yeah, we're going to ignore that. We're just going (laughs) to keep fighting the the dogs. (laughs) It has been rolling like absolute shit. Cool. We're going to say for the flavor of it, I pulled out a beaker and poured it on my hands, and my hands glowed with electricity, and then I grabbed it. Oh, hell yeah. I love it. Hey, guys. The the bee thing is next to me. Now that you can see it, now I'm going to start communicating and tell you (laughs) where it's at. Okay. Well... Uh, the B thing is finally going to manage to roll higher than an 8 and is actually going to roll a 21 against Manny. Will that hit? Yeah, my no. AC currently is at an 18. Well, he's blind. He can't see himself taking damage, so how the fuck's that going <laughs> to hit? <laughs> I can't see it, but I can feel it. <laughs> you are going to feel it as this B drill winds up hitting you with its stinger. And it's sword-like hands. What type of damage is it doing? <laughs> it is doing piercing damage both times. So not acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So the first hit with the stinger, as its body contorts, it's going to ram its stinger into your belly. You're going to take eight piercing damage. And I would like to then use my repulsion shield. Can you actually use it here, though? Yeah, because I was hit this time. After being hit by a melee attack, expect one charge to push attacker 15 feet away. And I get 1d4 charges a day. So fuck you, B. You don't get your second hit in there. Fuck you, B. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't getting your claps in today. (laughs) You're just gonna penetrate my tummy like that? Rearrange (laughs) your guts? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And expect to not be repulsed? (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) You can't enter me without being repulsed. Well, congratulations. Yes, you use your repulsion shield, and you push this thing 15 feet away. 
but it has not moved yet this turn, so it's going to move right back in, and it's going to hit you with its sword talons. And I do it again. <laughs> you already used your reaction, my friend, so you cannot. Nuts, nuts. Damn it. Uh, also, the stinger gave you another seven fire damage, which I did not originally read. Does that fall under one of the things that you... Ah. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> However... I'm not sure if I could use it now because you said I already used a reaction, so it costs a reaction to do it. You want a sw- you want a switch? I definitely wanted to because that was the first thing I asked about. So cool! It's uh, the absorb element spell, which is a reaction when I take X different types of damage, including fire, so I can capture some of the incoming energy, lessening its effect on you, and storing it for my next melee attack. I have resistance to the triggering damage type until the start of my next turn. And the first time I hit with a melee attack on my next turn, it takes an extra 1d6 damage that triggers the damage type, aka fire in this situation. So, sounds like I become resistant to fire, and my next turn I do an extra 1d6 fire damage. Sounds right to me. So, instead of 7 damage, fire damage, you're only going to take 4 fire damage. (laughs) The bee is not repulsed at all. It just straight up schwings with its sword-like hands. (laughs) And that is going to be a total of 11 piercing damage. And then finally, I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. So that's 11 after that resistance and everything too? Correct. So a total of 23 damage. That's a lot. And you said a constitution saving throw, huh? Yes, please. Natural 20, suck my ass. Okay, that fire... (laughs) that's roiling in your gut dissipates after a moment and you avoid any lasting effects. So this bee drill is doing 20 plus damage and just melting your insides? Great. (laughs) Dixon, you're up. Guys, this bee sucks. (laughs) We need to kill him. (laughs) But aren't bees endangered or some shit? We can't kill it. What if this was a wasp? (laughs) Oh, well, that's a different story. It is a wasp. Oh, God. He can. <laughs> I didn't know what we were dealing with. The horrors. The horrors. Actually, a jar of honey would have been great <laughs> for this encounter. <laughs> I knew it would have been a good idea. <laughs> All right. So, I can see said wasp. An outline of said wasp is green. Okay, so I'm going to whack the bee, wasp. With your lightning blades? with my lightning and asses. Very nice. Go ahead and roll with advantage now. Yay. Okay, well, they're both... I'm not gonna complain, but why are we getting advantage for just being able to simply see it now? shut your fucking (laughs) mouth. (laughs) No, my spell specifically says you get advantage. Oh, very cool. Thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) Yes. There's a 19. A 19 will hit this hell wasp. (laughs) <laughs> I love you, Paul. I've never heard of a hell wasp before. <laughs> Did you like the way that I said it or the way that I moved my mouth when I said it? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I wasn't watching. Hold on, say it again. I, didn't wa- I wasn't watching your mouth. <laughs> this hell wasp. Uh, definitely the mouth. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> no, Specifically I chan- your mouth. <laughs> Can I change my answer? <laughs> Wait, no, it's the mouth. I definitely like the mouth more. Um, 23. 23 damage? Really? 
No, 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 no. For the second hit. Oh, okay. That's I'm not also that a special hit. yet. Relax. <laughs> On this hell wasp. Extra 1d6 lightning. 6, 5, and 4. 15. Alrighty. Right? Yeah. yeah. Good job. Nice. That was quick maths. Quick maths. <laughs> well, you hit this thing, and you see a break in the outline that resembles a spurt of blood. Hey, it's bleeding. Nice. Nice cock. <laughs> Way to go, Dixon. <laughs> Thad, you're up next. Okay. I want to let go of the massive five times size pit bull in front of me, step back like five feet, and then shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> At least once, <laughs> potentially twice. Okay, within five feet, you're going to be at disadvantage. Outside of five feet, you are not. But also, if you move outside of five feet, reach, the hellhound will have an opportunity attack. Are you okay with that? Can I disengage as a move action instead of... Um, disengage is a full action. <laughs> Just take the opportunity attack. You got this. You got it All right, off, right? I, will, I will tank... This opportunity attack, then. Well, you are also lit up by these fairy lights, so the Hellhound is going to have advantage. <laughs> Shit, forgot about that one. <laughs> Which is going to be a total of 17. Will that hit? Hell no. No? What's your wow. AC? 19. How the fuck are you guys so high in your AC? He's a turtle. I'm a turtle boy, and I have a shield. If it makes any difference to you, I'm a 14, but I generally stay out of combat. <laughs> All right, I'm coming after Milo next time. You can't. That's break. That's metagaming. <laughs> Paul's like, ooh, 14, I'm coming for you. Bad, <laughs> stand by me and do that like block thing you do. Well, that's exactly what he's doing right now. He is blocking the jaws of this hellhound as it leaps at him. And uh, and now it's back within five feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, as this hound is leaping at Thad, uh, you're popping a shot off, or two shots if you want, and uh, it's going to cause the hellhound to miss as you sidestep. So go ahead and roll your hits. And, or your first hit, and let's see what winds up happening. All right, the first one is going to be a 19, and it's going to do 11 damage. Okay, that is a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. For this creature, anyways. But it is still alive, but it is limping significantly. It's going to get capped again. That's a nat 19. Okay, hit. So I'm assuming that hits with another eight damage. What's it look like when you drop it? I hold my gun sideways, and everyone can see the outline of my sideways, sideways gun. gun. <laughs> All right, so I guess as this thing Love leaps that. at me, I'm going to step skillfully to the side and do a uh, kick-ass pose like in the movie Equilibrium, holding my gun sideways, and go pop-pop. Like when he's doing like the, the gun foo, and then it's just going to fall past me and fall limp to the ground. Hell yeah. As it falls limp to the ground, the outline around it dissipates into fairy lights, and you can no longer see the outline of this creature. Haha. 
I guess I'm done then. Ta-da! <laughs> Good shot, Thad! <laughs> Thanks! Well, you stopped it just before its turn, so we're going to skip the hound, and it's Milo's turn. It's Paul Camper, the guy currently DMing this episode, here for a brief interruption to tell you about things that are show-related. First things first, if you've been waiting, hoping, praying that you could find Death Saving Bros episodes on YouTube when you're just chilling at work and want to listen to something, now you can. As of January 17th, 2024, all Death Saving Bros podcast episodes will also be simultaneously released as YouTube videos. It's something we've been wanting to do for a long time, so we're very happy to be making that a reality. I'm also very happy to say that, thankfully, the beginning to 2024 has been a little slower, so that has meant that we've been able to catch up a bit on editing. Hopefully that trend continues, and we can put out even more great content this year. Something along that line is that I have been planning to put out a video in the next week or two showing the editing process I use when working through our recordings. I'll provide a voiceover of what I'm doing and why as you watch me working in our software on screen. And that will go up on Patreon for our Purified Vigilante tier and higher. If you want to get some insight into the effort that goes behind each episode, and maybe some tips or tricks, who knows? Become a supporter now at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. It is seriously all thanks to our patrons that this show can continue. Those who have joined our Patreon at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman, Gene L. Jackson, and Gavin Knox. Thank you all for your support. Those of you out there who like the show and are sticking with us each week, but can't commit to a monthly donation, feel free to join us just for one month and mass download everything. We don't care. Or perhaps you can head over to redbubble.com and search Death Saving Bros to support us by picking up some sweet official podcast merchandise. Or, you know, simply share this show with your friends. That's a great way to support our show. Share it with your friends in person. Share it with random people on the internet. Reviews are really helpful for getting others to pick up the show. We'd love your rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you can, really. Every little bit helps. And that's all I've got this week. So, without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay. Only the wasp remains. Seeing as the wasp is probably busy with everybody else that's in front of him and with higher ACs, and I don't want to get mixed up in that, and I'm seeing everyone's taking some damage, I'm going to attempt, again, to cast a spell that I don't have a surge for. And it's a second level spell this time. Woohoo! To bring out a healing spirit. And I guess we'll try this D100 again. You do the concentration thing to... 
improve oh, yeah. your chances. Yeah, you could bonus action to get a plus 10. All right, I use that as well. Yeah, great way to remember that, Matt. I appreciate you immensely. Uh-huh. Actually, so no, I appreciate you immensely. Shut up, Paul. You know what, uh, Matt? If you don't already have inspiration, you get it. And be rich from earlier, you get inspiration for remembering what you did. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul loses inspiration. No inspiration. <laughs> I think you remembered that. Oh, finesse oh. weapons. Yeah. Dexterity. Because you finally remember one basic rule <laughs> that we've been playing for hey, so many off. years. If it helps, I already had inspiration. So, I have two. Aha! Give it to me! <laughs> well, doesn't matter. I actually rolled better than last time with a 13. Oh, shit. Alright. I Way love to go, this D100. D100. That thing's doing great. It actually hopped up on some dice, but the 13 is the upward-facing one. Anyone can It's confirm. also weighted, so... There's that. <laughs> it helps. Those numbers are nowhere near each other. All right. Well, then uh, your healing spirit successfully casts as you access the weave. What does it look like when you summon this spirit, and what does it do? It's going to look like a big old tree with legs. Oh. I call forth a nature spirit to soothe the wounded. An intangible spirit appears um, in a five-foot cube. Oh, it looks like a transparent beast or fey of my choice. Well, I guess I'll have it be... A fey could be a uh, tree spirit. Excellent. Until the spell ends, whenever me or a creature I see moves within the spirit's space for the first time on a turn, or starts their turn there, I can choose to cause that spirit to restore 1d6 hit points to that creature with uh, no action required. The spirit can... Yeah, has like it can't heal uh, undead or constructs. Um, it can heal a number of times equal to one plus my spellcasting ability modifier, and then it disappears after I use it that many times. And as a bonus action, I can move where he is up to thirty feet. Okay, congratulations on casting that. The fairy lights, the fairy fire outlining everything disappears. Oh, because it was a concentration spell. Indeed, it was. Alright. Maybe for you. <laughs> Not the one who's face to face with Big Dick B over here. Let's <laughs> catch it. So, Milo, are you going to move into the space of the healing spirit? Uh, can I have it appear in the vicinity of where Manny is and then just cause, since the turn's starting there, I'll spend one of my D6 to heal him off the bat? Sure. That sounds like a good idea. So. <laughs> Manny, since uh, the fairy fire does disappear, but we had already established that basically if things were in your face, you can see what it is. All of a sudden, the wasp that was right in front of you, you can no longer see its outline. You're back to being blind. But you do see this tree spirit suddenly pop up in your face. Good. Looking like a Wooddorjo or whatever the Pokemon is. And it's going to make you feel like oddly comfortable as you gain five hit points. Woo-wee! Gonna make you feel all tingly as the wood invades your space. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a pseudo-wodo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. Alright. Manny, it is your turn. Alright, so I don't see the bee anymore, but I see a tree in front of me. 
Well, honestly, if this happens quick enough, the bee's not gonna move very far from where you saw his outline, so you have a small window of opportunity to act. I mean, I'm still gonna go after that, because, you know, I have this extra fire damage charged up in my next melee attack anyway, so I am going to use my spear and stab at the bee. I'm gonna let you roll with no modifiers to it. It is neither advantage nor disadvantage, because as Brad said, it hasn't moved. So you know where it is. A fantastic 12. Oof. Oof is right. Man, I I give you a regular roll and all you give me is a 12. (laughs) That's all I got for you, Paul. You know, maybe if uh, I got an inspiration too, that would have been a great time to use it because I got all this fire energy charged up. But no. I mean, somebody else could give you an inspiration. I remember rules all the time <laughs> for knowing rules, and I don't get shit for it. Do you want one of my two inspirations? You could only have a max of one. <laughs> well, I gave you one before I took my other one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, if you'd be so kind to share, Dixon, I know we're good pals. <laughs> Just re-roll and make know. it more than a 12, you fool. Uh, I mean... He's like, ah, oh, shit, it's Nate. No, this time it's a 22. <laughs> All right, you hit. Awesome. So I do my normal 1d6, which that was a... Da, 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 8 damage plus 1d6 fire damage. And that's going to be a 4. So that is 12 damages. And can make him blind now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't decided. It seemed like if last time I would have done it, it would have been good by this point if he was blind, because <laughs> then he wouldn't have been able to see the outlines. I mean, outside of the game, if you ask me, do it, because for some reason, he hasn't had a problem hitting us in this smoke. <laughs> oh, it's had severe problems hitting you. I, I will tell you that. But Ben, do you want to blind something? I don't want to blind somebody that's already blind. That just feels wrong. Lies <laughs> <laughs> down. Okay, now now we're taking the moral high road all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like me going up to a deaf kid and putting and earplugs, scre- screaming at him, putting earplugs on him. It's like that just seems so rude. <laughs> so you know what? We're not going to make him blind. We're just going to stick with the pokey poke and the fire damage. Too. Very good. Glad we thought this through together. Well, the pokey poke, <laughs> you feel that connect and then you try to put the like to charge the poke with some flame and the flames just dissipate as soon as you try to send them down the spear should have blinded them damn it (laughs) i just thought of that too the absorb elements hey if i take elemental damage i get to use that as my next attack but most things that have a certain type of elemental damage are also resistant to that type too i feel like dude if we're (laughs) fighting ice things just like run into toby for a second (laughs) <laughs> Toby would have to hit me Absorb the fire damage and then just become a fire elephant for a Well moment. that's why I was hoping When Numbnuts over here breathes damage Necrotic? Unfortunately it's necrotic damage Which doesn't count because I was like <laughs> Oh if I ever get caught in his cone this is gonna be great I would say he can smack you with his lightning axe If you'd like him to I'm sure he would like to share the bleedings <laughs> Just give me a smack on the axe With the lightning axe at, 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 uh, He'll probably be like, oh, I got a playlist to pull out for this I struggled there really (laughs) bad with a lightning axe. Ah, it's tough. Hey, guys, fire damage. (laughs) Does it work? (laughs) Now now my turn's over. (laughs) All right. So because you have not moved, the hell wasp is going to attack back. Oh, wait, because Ben started his turn in the thing, can I burn another D6 to heal him more? 
Um, so it's whenever they first enter or when they start their turn. So you already applied it when he started his turn. Oh, well, I asked if I could pop it in the vicinity, and then, like, since he's in there, I can just use it. Okay, yeah, what As, the like, hell? a summoning ability. Sure, what the hell? I'll let you do it. <laughs> All right. You can feel another four points of love. Sweet. Also, for the mechanic purposes, I would like to throw out the fact that uh, Absorb Elements was a first-level spell, but I do have Surges. So, we would have been all right. Perfect. I appreciate you being honest. Thank you for the health points, Tree. I don't know where you came from. I've never seen you before, but I feel good around you. You're welcome. That's my (laughs) tree. You can grow trees now. Good. Well, no, his his name is unpronounceable, but I call him Greg. Well, thank you, unpronounceable. Greg. Oh, I thought you said his name was unpronounceable. We no, call him Gregory. Greg. Gregory for short. So his name is not unpronounceable, it's Greg. That's what I call him. Why don't you call him by his name? He told me his name and I can't say it. I don't think you're, you're understanding. You said his name was unpronounceable, but you call him Greg, so I'm going to call him unpronounceable because that's and his name. And as you're saying that, a stinger is going to get you in the belly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I deserve that one. <laughs> this is Paul's Paul's mechanic of, you know what? Shut the fuck up. It auto hits. <laughs> no, I told you, or, oh, I didn't tell you. Okay, I rolled a 13 plus 5 is 18, which is your AC. Shit, that, 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 that's right. I pay attention. So that is going to be a total of 8 piercing damage and 7 fire damage. Okay. Absorb um, elements again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. We're well. Mm, I, I'm gonna take this one because absorbing it just really will get rid of like three damage. But <laughs> like, I, I learned that when I counterattack with it, it doesn't help against him. Okay, so you are not absorbing elements, correct? Fuck it, I am. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you still have another? S- first level surge or are you out at this point i should yeah because i had uh coming in i had a first level surge that had two first level spell slots okay so i will burn the other spell slot to absorb elements um so yeah i should be out of spell slot or out of surge slots now but absorbing elements again here okay so you're gonna subtract three fire damage and as the stinger hits you in the belly again you double over in pain as it hits you, but then you hear a shwing go right over your head. I need you to roll another constitution saving throw. Sweet. What was, so what was the total damage? I, like, I know you said the minus three, but I didn't... It'll be a total of 12 damage. Good thing I healed you for nine recently. Yeah, that was really good of you. Thanks. Um, constitution saving throw is 16. Not as good as last time, but you still feel the fire in your belly dissipate, and there are no lasting effects. That takes us to Dixon. Is that healing spell you popped, is that also a concentration spell? Yes. Okay. I was just curious. (laughs) Yeah. Good thing that the kid with ADD running around has to be able to concentrate (laughs) for his shit to work. I'm playing my character, you know. 
just <laughs> mid round, you're like, fuck, what was that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, it goes away when we need it most. <laughs> so I'm trying to pop these off as quick as I can. <laughs> so if anyone wants to move into it, it's five feet around. Like, it's, he has a five foot radius. Or I can use an action. As a, I can use a bonus action to move him on my turn. But I have four more charges with it. So, Wasp. Yes, sir. He can talk? <laughs> Have we tried befriending it like the Wormling? <laughs> no, let's do that. <laughs> Everyone start buzzing at it. Hold on, I know we just killed all your friends, but... Buzz, buzz, buzz. Do you want some honey? <laughs> hey, Buzz, what's the buzz? <laughs> just kill this. Squash this bug. So, yeah, I'm gonna two-tap it with the hand axes. Okay, you are now at disadvantage. Oh, fuck. How about a nine? A nine will not hit. Uh, it appears that the wasp has moved, but you're listening in. You can hear the buzzing. Why don't you go ahead and swing again? Hmm. I said try again. Fifteen? Fifteen total? Yeah. A fifteen will not hit. Yeah, fuck this bee. Yeah, fuck this bee. Thad, you're up. All right. Is anybody else besides Ben in the five-foot radius? I thought Dixon was right next to me, fighting the bee in melee combat. I thought I was, too. Because we don't have an actual map in front of us, I will allow Dixon to get 1d6 from when the Sudowoodo spirit was first summoned. So I get 1d6. Which I rolled a six. Hey! God, I was looking banged up. Where were you at? 41. <laughs> and loving it! <laughs> but now we're at a spry 47 out of 65. Nice. Right, I would like to go and see if it is back. It does back. Alright, I want to shoot where the bzzz came from. Ah. Not the first one that I made, <laughs> but the second one that presumably it made. He got you, Paul. It was me. I was buzzing back. <laughs> oh, well, you're about to... <laughs> oh, we were talking in You're about bustling. to eat lead. You're about to rue that. Go ahead and uh, roll with disadvantage, please. Does a 14 hit? A 14 does not hit. I'm going to shoot again. Does a 15 hit? A 15 does not hit. Well, shit. All right, Milo. What can I do while concentrating on something? Continue to concentrate. <laughs> Anything that does not require concentration. So I think you can you can cast like other spells as long as they're not like a concentration spell. Cool. I see. I see. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just shoot a thorn whip out into the area of the initial buzz and see what happens. The initial buzz? <laughs> No, the like the latest buzz. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a 17 and then a 4. Thornwhip has plus 7. My lowest roll is 11. So it ain't gonna hit. Oh, damn. Okay, yep, yeah, your Thornwhip does not go anywhere, does not hit anything. You just kind of hear a nice snap. And then, it just, nothing. So that brings us to Manny. Sweet. Who will take 1d6 life? <laughs> Fuck yeah! Um, five. So, thank you. And I have two charges left. You're being so kind to me, tree. 
It's not the tree! <laughs> it's definitely Mr. Unpronounceable over here. Thank you, tree. The tree's just rubbing your face with its uh, leafy hands. Wow. Mm. That's nice. <laughs> kind of scratchy, but very nice. Um, so absorb elements, it says... The first time you hit with a melee attack on your next turn, that's when you get to do the extra 1d6 damage. Shocking Grasp, in order to make that attack, it does say, like, make a melee spell attack against your target. So does that, I guess, just confirming that that accounts as a melee attack? It does not. It is a spell that requires a melee roll or a roll to hit. Okay, that makes sense. You said last time I used uh, my spear and, like, went to trigger the fire damage that the fire damage shouldn't do anything? Correct. So, I'm just going to ignore that I can do that. I would like to use, uh, do Shocking Grasp again. Okay. So, I would like to move in the direction where I have heard previous buzzing that I would presume to be where the enemy was, uh, to clarify, <laughs> and grasp my enemy. Huh. 17. A 17 will not hit. Oh, I didn't realize he was that durable. All right. It's going to attack you. Mother? That's fine. Because it heard some big stomping coming at it. <laughs> well, it only rolled a 14 to hit. So that is going to miss with the stinger. It has its talons. Oh, nat one. Ah, kills itself. <laughs> Falls on his own sword-like hand, as I heard you describe it earlier. He goes to scratch his balls and forgets that his hand is a sword. <laughs> he went to wipe his ass and slit himself open. Well, we're not sure what happened because everybody's blind. Let's go to Dixon. It dies and we're all just swinging in the smoke still. Pull out your raid and just spray him. Uh-oh. Got a bug bomb in your pocket? No. Damn it. Milo probably does. <laughs> probably. Can Okay, so since I have two weapons out, can I use cantrips or do I have to have a free hand for that? Uh, You need to have a free hand. Unless it's a verbal cantrip, then you might be able to do that. Yeah. Thunderclap? Oh, thunderclap is somatic, so it does require hand gestures. Damn it. You know what? Fuck it. You, you you guys are this is fuck this beat. Just <laughs> clap your hands together. That's all the more you need to do. We need this to end. AKA Paul says we're not doing damage quick enough. And we yeah, suck. Ooh, we, somebody opened a fucking bottle of smoke. <laughs> I thought it was a good idea at the time. I didn't realize. That we couldn't see in it either? No, that it was gonna be as thick as it was. I've never used it before. Um Okay. So I wanna Piss in my hands and clap. Ooh. No, I just want to clap. Or I could whack my axes together if that helps. Either way. I just want to touch the tip of my axes together and make a thunder clap. Just the lightest ting poom. Yes. Is that going to get rid of the smoke too? <laughs> it blasts things away and makes an audible boom. Yeah, it's like a 15 foot like cone of a blast. <laughs> But it's like a concussion blast. It's not like an air air blast. Yeah, but also, Dixon, you would need to run up into the space of this hell wasp in order to 
do damage to it because it's only within five feet. Well, yeah. All right, so you start jugging, jugging. You start jogging on over to this buzzing, and then right as the buzzing is super loud in your ear, you ting, poom. Skadoosh. Skadoosh, yes. And uh, what is your spell save DC? So eight plus 15. Okay, well, the wasp fails, so how much damage is it going to take? Fuck, I didn't look at the damage. I didn't think this was going to work. No, it's only 1d6. I didn't think we'd make it this far. I didn't think I was going to get this far. Six. Did you roll 2d6? Because you're higher than fifth level. It's a cantrip that increases in damage as you level up, so you get to roll 2d6. Yeah, we're eight. Oh, I forgot to add that because I'm a blood hunter and I'm not like a warlock or wizard, so I kind of forgot about the magic shit. Ah! <laughs> he forgets that magic gets better. My shocking grasp should have been doing more damage each time. Ten. <laughs> okay. Well, that is enough to kill this wasp. Yay. I just realized every time I cast shocking grasp, I should have been doing 2d8. I've just been doing 1d8. Ah. We could have ended this encounter maybe sooner. (laughs) (laughs) But as it is, uh, you told Dixon to pull out his can of raid, and he certainly did with a thunderous boom that is ringing in all your ears and caused this wasp to just drop to the floor, and you hear a loud thud. That might bring some unwanted attention. (laughs) I just unleashed a thunderclap in the fucking building. In a hallway, that's just gonna <laughs> ring and echo in this stairwell everywhere. That's loud. Well, since my ears are ringing, I'm going to reload and then shoot again. Where no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Would we know it's real, dead though? Real quick, <laughs> it's like, suddenly not buzzing anymore. Okay, so the sound stopped. Okay, it's just playing dead. Get it? <laughs> How's everybody feeling? Oh, can I step into your magic tree? <laughs> You don't know this magic tree exists. It's not glowing? Nope. What kind of magic fucking tree is this? Every magic tree glows. Stoop. Oh, you know, Milo, we're... uh, Don't hurt his feelings. I mean, physically, all right. Mentally, confused. (laughs) All right, well, I got three more rolls to go off of, so I'm just going to burn those up and then let my tree spirit go back home. So I guess me, Manny, and... If Thad wants to come over, he can have a little... Well, I don't know this tree exists, so... Thad, get over here if you ain't feeling good. I've been talking to you. Hey. I can't hear you. It's too, too much smoke in here. <laughs> I guess I'll stroll over. You guys... So, you guys have been fighting in this hallway this entire time. That's filled with smoke. Yeah. But the smoke was only open for two rounds, I think. So, you could leave the smoke... Either way, I'm just burning up these slides. The first one... Don't you talk sense. When Thad walks in, he got two. Yay. (laughs) I'm gonna say, sorry I didn't roll well. Manny, you can have six. Nice. And then I will use the last one and gain three. Thank you, Mr. Unpronounceable. (laughs) Goodbye, Mr. Unpronounceable. Or Greg. You just hear the soft sound of leaves as it fades. Milo, you're tree friend is very nice very gentle touch i have a lot of friends yeah they just well i'd like for you to introduce us to more if they're just gonna rub my face and make me feel good (laughs) oh you should come to our summer solstice party 
I mean, I've never been invited to that, so, I mean, maybe. <laughs> As you guys are all talking to each other in this smoke. <laughs> Let's stand here for ten minutes until it goes away. <laughs> We're just... <laughs> guys, everybody hold hands so we don't get lost here. No, like, for real, did you guys, like, what happened I, when I was following... Milo. What? Maybe we should walk out of the smoke. And no, finish. we don't have to. Uh, listen to me. And I'm going to open up the door that all the dogs came out of because it was where Fackham was in there doing secret shit. Okay, I need you to roll a perception check with disadvantage because you are currently blind. Don't you remember? He's like, come, no, look at this. I'm blind. <laughs> like, oh, what do you want me to look at here? Look with your blind eyes. Uh-huh. My brand. <laughs> 17. Okay, yes, you find the door. <laughs> Is he doing something? <laughs> yeah, Milo, before you, before you try to show us something, I don't know where you scurried off to. This will help the smoke dissipate. You know where it's going. Yeah, but don't you guys want to like leave the yeah, smoke yeah. or like go back to our dorm before we get caught in this Just walk hallway? into this room right here. You hear my voice. Walk your feet over here. I mean, that's fine, but if there's like people in there that... Shouldn't well, if like Fackerman shit's down there, we don't want him to see us here. He's, <laughs> like the door's wh- already open. I'm walking in and I'm gonna look around. Okay, you can't see anything because it's full of smoke and you're blind. No, no, <laughs> that door just got open. That entire room would not fill up with smoke as well because it's dissipating. It's going away. That's after no. ten minutes underneath the door. Like it doesn't immediately fill up like that. Come on, is it really? Yeah, it's really filled up. What do you think? These doors are air sealed? Oh, I can't see anything. I'm like, fine. We'll go back like nothing ever happened. I, I do think we should leave. <laughs> like, I think we should go regroup real quick. You should probably see what's in that room at some point, but not. Well, why don't we just go in right there and now, close well, the door and wait see. for the smoke to dissipate? I mean, like I said, if Fakum or Dean Livia or somebody's in there right now, we don't want to get like caught it, here. There was just a thunderclap that went off in the That's hallway. I'm saying, and gunshots and, <laughs> and multiple fireballs. And <laughs> if they were in there, they'd have came out by now. <laughs> For sure. I'm gonna say, attention has definitely been drawn here. Shouldn't we want to leave? <laughs> or you guys want to just push deeper, huh? Why not? Always push deeper. I Always. Can I fit through the door when I'm enlarged? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> or do I just come Kool-Aid man just breaking the door frame? <laughs> that would draw attention. You should probably say a long and large lass. I mean, I know that was a very short encounter, but... You shrink down. Oh, fantastic. Erase everything I just said for the past <laughs> few minutes. Yeah, you can fit through the door. I mean... If everybody's vote is to push forward, that's fine. I just, I figured we just drew a lot of attention to this area. I would think we would want to leave it. That certainly doesn't bother me. I mean, I just want to know what I just risked my life for. I mean, I'm curious too. Well, uh-huh. let's get rid of the smoke. Everyone put your lips together and <laughs> blow. <laughs> yeah, if I, wait, if I cast <laughs> Gust now, will that do it? Is Gust a cantrip or a first level spell? It is indeed a cantrip. Just cast it like 20 times. Okay, so like we discussed during the recap, I believe. Was that I could have done that in the first place had the bottle not been closed. Well, you do create a small blast of air and the ever-smoking bottle can be dissipated by a moderate wind, which is 11 to 20 miles an hour after one minute, or a strong wind, 
after one round. So, in this case, go ahead and cast it ten times. And let's be done with it. All right. I guess this... Gus, 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 everybody! Jesus. All right. The smoke has been dissipated. And now that the smoke is dissipated, you can look into the room where Milo had seen Fackham Kane running from, and inside, you see an unconscious Dean Livia. Oh, Dean Livia <laughs> will be your hero. Pause. I'll wake you with the princess kiss. Hero, I wild baby. shape into a frog and then kiss her. And then I realize I got the roles reversed. <laughs> bad, bad. We know what to do. I need you to hold her. <laughs> and oh, I, can, no. I can be there when she wakes up. It's worked once, but she it, kind it of... It didn't work that <laughs> But she was possessed, so it doesn't bad. count. I, we need to try it again. I, I know what went wrong you, the you, first time. Oh, I'm telling Winona. Damn it. I mean, if you could find her, that'd be great. <laughs> so, be a hero. Um, yeah, we're going to end it there. Before we do that, <laughs> can I uh, collect materials off of the bee drill and the wolves to make future serves, surges? Uh, we can do that next time. How's that? Who laid on the last I will not remember person? next time to do this again. So, can I take some stinger? Venom or something. Manny, sure, you're grabbing things off these uh, corpses. That's when the others see that Dean Livia is unconscious in the other room, and we will pick up with that next time. Those of you that called it, a.k.a. everybody here except for me, we managed to get through half of a fight today. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we also dissipated smoke with trash cans, so... (laughs) That's great success. Yeah, we also had math. We had physics class today. We, we learned were a lot about ourselves. We were all blind the entire time. We learned about a lot about ourselves. Yeah, it was a great. Learning you said episode. Dean Livia's unconscious. Fuck. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> they were just having an argument. And now she's unconscious in this room. Well, probably passed off and breathing in all that smoke. <laughs> yeah, her lungs are just filled with smoke. <laughs> I guess we're gonna find out next time what exactly happened to her. Uh, To all those of you who are listening, we hope that you enjoyed the many things that we learned on this episode, Uh, and we hope that you will keep coming back for more educational material. If you would like to hear more in between episodes, you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, where we have bloopers, pre-show recordings, and extra episodes, so much more. We have over 120 different tracks that you can listen to all from across our two campaigns. If you would like to keep in touch with us, we are available on social media at Death Saving Bros on, I hate that we have to call it X, but... Then don't. Yeah, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. I am personally available at HB Camper. I'm at Benfro15. I'm at I'm a underscore B underscore Red. Mm, follow the Reddit. You can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one.
This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The song, The Dangerous Dole Olivia, is by Ivan Duke. This track is used with permission. All rights reserved.